Welcome back to Season 2 of Radio Her, a weekly career podcast presented by the Women in Business Association at the University of Toronto Scarborough. Hello, my name is Franny Giovanni and I'm a fourth year student pursuing a major in health studies and a double minor in psychology and economics for management studies. I am the co-president of the Women in Business Association at the University of Toronto Scarborough and a co-host of our episode. Hi, I'm Namisha and I'm a second year student in the co-op management and finance program at UTSC. I'm also the director of corporate relations for the Women in Business Association and the co-host of this episode. Joining us today is Arjuna Thaskaran, a student development coordinator at UTSC's management department. Arjuna has supported student success by facilitating and delivering the ACE course to guide students on the co-op job search process, improve their confidence levels to be able to network effectively and prepare them for transitioning into the workplace. Thank you so much for joining us today, Arjuna, and we are honored to have you as a guest for season two of Radio Heart. My pleasure. Thank you both for having me. Arjuna, before we dive into the questions that we have for you today, we wanted to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. What is one word you would use to describe yourself and why? Great, absolutely. So uh, as mentioned, I am a student development coordinator um, at finance. So my particular emphasis is on working with students who are interested in financial roles for their work term. And I have been with the Department of Management for well over 11 years and with co-ops since 2015. I would describe myself as a leader. I'm constantly looking for you know, ways that we can improve the student experience, both through the ACE course, through um, really championing our finance students for some of these coveted roles. I am incredibly blessed to work in a department and with a team that really supports that curiosity and the leadership, because at the end of the day, it ultimately benefits our students. So that's what I would say. I would say leader. Thank you, Arjuna. In today's episode, we will be discussing career planning, job searching, and transitioning to a co-op work term with Arjuna. Arjuna, let's dive into the questions that we have for you today. The first question is, what does your role as a student development coordinator look like? Feel free to share some of your daily responsibilities. Absolutely. I'm just so lucky that I never think of my my role as a job. Like I am incredibly excited every morning. I just don't have to do the commute now with, uh, with working remotely, but I wake up, turn on my laptop, and it's always I get to interact with all the students, both incoming and first year, as well as students who are seeking. So the role itself, it's really exciting because it's very multifaceted. So um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, it's really juggling between working with students who just entered the co-op program so just sort of imagine your first year self all the anxiety you know juggling your full-time course load and then also taking the ace course and thinking about you know putting yourself out as you know potentially seeking so in tandem with that also working with students um you know that cycle who are seeking for their co-op work terms and then also in addition to that um the, our student uh, development team uh, we have the honor of actually doing site visits um so that's my favorite part because we get to again you know pre-covid we would come out to your workplace and you know see your space get to meet you right now I think we're we're still making and trying to do site visits as best as we can and doing it virtually and really getting to hear about all the really exciting things um, that our students are doing on the job and I have to say you know our students just rock it right most of the time it's just glowing uh, reviews of how amazing they're doing it makes my job easy because I look so great in front of the supervisor like oh thank you like your students are doing amazing and I'll, yeah, I'll take all the credit for it. Um, no, I'm just joking. So it's really, really, really great um, in that sense. You know, again, full spectrum. So students starting from their first year all the way to students who are seeking. And then also we're dealing with senior students who are sort of transitioning off and thinking about, you know, a potential full time and sort of connecting them to the appropriate resources as to their next steps. Thank you so much, Arjuna, for sharing some insights into the roles and responsibilities of a student development coordinator. You mentioned that you work with students that are in different stages. So, for example, first year students, students that are in their third and fourth year and students that are about to graduate and looking for a full time job. 
So I wanted to ask you that you've been working at the Department of Management for over 11 years. What has been one of your most rewarding experiences as you've been working with many students? How does it feel when you see them advancing in their careers? Absolutely. There's a ton of instances of rewarding experience. The entire job itself is absolutely rewarding. But um, I find it really, really amazing. Uh, I mentioned the site visit. During that point and then after, when students come back um, after the work term to campus, it's an incredibly transformative experience. You know, I feel like, you know, our students tend to see usually, you know, they see uh, the, the superstars, right? You hear about the superstars, the award winners, etc. But you don't have to be a superstar. I've seen the students who, you know, in first year who were shy, you know, the confidence was a little bit lacking and maybe they didn't have some of the technical skills. And then they come out after work term and I see them on appointment. And I'm like, who are you? Like, who is this person? Like the sense of confidence, the sense of professionalism, I'm just mind blown. And um, just to see that growth, um, as I mentioned, is super, super transformative. And I think that's always a rewarding part. And that's with all the students that I see, which is great. And just to go to your second part of the question with regards to, um, you know, as a kind of become alumni, uh, we have an excellent, excellent alumni community. Um, and our alumni always give back in terms of, you know, they come back and get involved in the ACE course. They give our students practice with networking. I often see our alumni then take the employer hat. So when we have our, uh, you know, our networking breakfast, I see them come back and uh, as, you know, employers recruiting for co-op students it's just wonderful to see again that level of growth on a you know in a different way right as they become professionals um, in the industry but still really invested with co-op um, and with the management department so I think we are really really lucky to have um, such a strong alumni uh, networking community. We are so fortunate to have student development coordinators like you who are supporting students professional development and preparing us for success. I am in the core program and reflecting on my four-month core work term, I can say that I have gained a deeper understanding of health research as well as have been able to develop skills such as communication, data analysis, and teamwork. I definitely agree that the core program enables us to grow in many different ways, both personally and professionally. Many students may be thinking about what career they want to pursue after graduating, whether that be becoming a staff accountant at one of the big four accounting firms or becoming a brand manager in the CPG industry. Also, many first-year students may be deciding on what specialization to pursue. What types of careers do you think are most sought after in the corporate world today with a Bachelor of Business Administration degree from UTSC? Um, yeah, so the beauty of the BBA here at uh, UTSC is that there are lots of different streams that students can choose from. And of course, you know, um, you know, in first year, they may have not decided their stream or specialist, and hopefully they'll have an opportunity to decide once they take their courses. Um, and co-op really helps to also help make that choice too. Um, now, that doesn't mean that, you know, if a student is in a finance specialist that they're only restricted to finding a co-op within finance. Um, so there are all these multiple streams, you know, as you're aware of within the BBA. Now, what I'm seeing again, um, just from my experience, uh, you know, being here at the university for this time, um, anecdotally and from seeing the job postings, I'm definitely seeing a lot more students, uh, you know, interested in finance, right? And I, you know, that's really kind of the impetus of how my role became to be. Um, so I started off as student development coordinator. And then I would say just in the last couple of years, taking on this, you know, special emphasis within finance. So definitely seeing a lot more students vying for those really competitive capital market internships with the financial institutions. But at the same time, I, you know, in my conversation with students, I am, you know, Again, when I started, I would say a very handful of students would say, you know, put up their hand and say, oh, yeah, I want to do marketing. I'm seeing a lot more interest in marketing um, and a growing interest in uh, consulting. And I think this is also mirrored with um, with the employers who are coming to us and the job postings that they're seeing. Um, and um, so I would say, you know, 
the interest and still exists for obviously the other areas. Um, so we've got this, you know, great presence of the big four for accounting, etc. Um, but I would say that there is has been sl slowly over the years. Again, there's no concrete data here. I'm just saying with anecdotally with the student experience, um, definitely more interest in finance with consulting, uh, with marketing. And the great thing is the department has been very responsive to that and to that interest by ensuring we we bring in industry professionals we bring in guest, uh, guest speakers like for instance with marketing there was that whole hashtag series uh that you would have been aware of and that's you know sort of respond to this you know interest in marketing um with finance there's a number of initiatives that um you know that i've started that i'm happy to talk about later as well um and then with uh, consulting again as i mentioned that's that's an area that i'm personally working on to also um to develop more First off, thanks for sharing that and this will definitely be helpful for students choosing their specialization because not only do you want to enjoy what you're doing in the future, but you also want to make sure there's opportunities out there for that specific role. The co-op program is a great opportunity to gain valuable work experience before graduating and students are also able to get a taste of various positions and companies. With a wide range of experience in providing career guidance, how do you think co-op can assist students on discovering what they want to pursue in the future? Yeah, absolutely. The the benefits of co-op are super endless. I mean, shameless plug, I, I was an alumni of the co-op program um, from UTSC myself, so I'm always going to be vouching for co-op regardless. The beauty of co-op is, um, it, you know, as I mentioned, you know, if students who... Uh, Obviously, it, the number one thing is you're going to get experience. You're you're going to put that on your resume. You're going to develop connections with employers. A lot of our students, you know, even before graduating, have already secured a full time role. So that security and being able to go into that job market and having that experience and connections under your belt, especially now with COVID and that competitive economic and job seeking landscape. I mean, you're one up, right? So that there's there's no doubt about it. Um, the other really, as I, and I, I alluded to this earlier, you know, just because you are a marketing specialist does not mean that you are only restricted to applying for marketing co-ops. And so I always tell students, you know, if you're on the fence, um, you know, try different roles because that's the great thing. You can do that with co-ops. You know, it's hard to do when you graduate and, you know, it's more full time. You can't really test the waters as much. I mean, you can, but a lot of students are hesitant because you know, now you're an adult, you've got, you know, you're out there in the real world. And so it's a little bit more nicer because you've got these short term co-ops to try uh, different industries, uh, different career paths and see what's right or, uh, you know, the the right area for you. Um, at the same time, you know, even if you're sort of dead set and okay, I, I want to do, you know, hypothetically accounting, um, just to find out the type of work environment that, you know, that you thrive in also, you know, because with accounting, it's so broad, there's the, the industry, the big four, etc. Um, and everybody sort of, you know, has that, um, that space that they do well, they're really interested in. So it's just kind of exploring potential career paths. And for others, you know, they want to do finance and this is just to help solidify yes this is exactly what i want to do so um there really is no wrong with co-op like even if you go and try something and you're like oh geez i don't think this is now the right thing for me that's a win because it's better you find out about that now than after you graduate so um so there are just countless and endless benefits of co-op and for those students who are listening and you know they're thinking about joining co-op the great thing is you have an opportunity to apply for admission internally uh, to co-op uh, if you're not in co-op in first year. So um, there's processes and ways for you to still get into co-op if you're if you're thinking about it. I love how you said that just because you want to specialize in one sector like finance does not mean that you can't look for co-op placements in other aspects like HR or marketing. I think that co-op is to find out what you're really interested in and students should use this opportunity to learn more, develop new skills, and ultimately grow professionally. We also have some questions for you on job searching and transitioning. My first question is that a big chunk of our co-op or internship applications are usually our cover letter and resume. And with your extensive experience as a student development coordinator, I'm sure you've reviewed many resumes and cover letters. Can you share a few tips on how students can make the resume and cover letters stand out amongst various other candidates that are applying for the same role? 
Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with your documents, um, they, I mean, uh, up until the interview, the candidate is simply, you know, it's a, they're, they're simply reflected on that piece of paper, right? Virtual, uh, virtually at least for now. Um, and so, you know, having uh, your documents really stand out, uh, we have really strong students here. So how do you compete with your peers who are equally as strong as you? And so in conversation with student development coordinators through the ACE course, we talk a lot about, um, you know, targeting, how do you target your documents? So you're not sending the same generic resume or cover letter, the, the type of research you would do, the, you know, where to go about doing this research and how you would demonstrate that. Um, the other thing is in terms of simple things about industry um, standards, and specifics. So a finance resume, there are some things that there's small nuances um, to a finance resume that you want to consider that say a student who's applying to a marketing role um, may not need to think about. Um, you know, on the flip side, a marketing student has a little bit more flexibility and breadth to go, be a little bit more creative in their formatting. Um, and that's definitely encouraged as well versus say, a quote unquote more, uh, you know, a different industry such as accounting or finance where we want to be a little bit more conservative. And I put that in air quotes, you can't see my video, but I'm putting this in air quotes here. Um, and so there's a lot of industry specific things that you we will be encouraging our students to target. And I always, always, always encourage students to make an appointment with the student development coordinator, we can sit down and we can look at your documents. Um, and you don't have to be seeking. So if you've just completed the ACE course, and you want to get a head start, I love those students who are keen. Um, there are ways that you can go about and and get some uh, uh, take a look at your documents before you start seeking. So I would say really it's definitely the targeting, um, the research, thinking about industry specific, um, you know, uh, standards and nuances that you want to make sure. And then also don't forget the the technical tools. Um, you want to make sure, I think we're so, you know, we talk about all those great soft skills, um, you know, the organizational, um, the analytical, et cetera, but sometimes students forget the technical tools and their academic experience. Um, and, you know, you're spending a lot of time investing a, a lot of effort into the courses and just how can you leverage your academic experience and your courses um, and to use it on your resume as a, a starting point as well. Thank you, Arjuna, for sharing some tips on preparing resumes and cover letters. And I'm sure this would be helpful for our listeners. I also agree with you that it's important to tailor your job search documents. This is an important step in letting your recruiter or employer know that you are interested in the role and the company that you are applying for. Moving on to the next question, I feel that this would be relevant for first year student. Sometimes students may be interested in a position, but their prior experiences and skills may not directly match. What can students do in this case? Yeah, um, so I would think like a student who feel who feels that they're in this boat, like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm applying for this great business analyst role, but I don't have this, I have nowhere near anything similar to this experience. Um, and I found a lot of students feel that way, but you've got to think, but there's a reason why you're in the co-op program. Um, there has, you know, you would have, um, it's a very competitive program to get in. So kudos to everyone, obviously, who's there and kudos to everyone who's in the management program, period. Um, and so, um, so there would have been things that you, um, the students would have been involved in in high school, volunteer, extracurricular, again, the academic piece, you know, sometimes are applying again you're thinking how do i demonstrate my analytical experience again going back to the example of the business analyst role i use business analyst role because it's a pretty general one so students i hope that applies to anybody who's listening right now um and so the analytical i mean you, you do a ton of assignments in your courses where you are demonstrating your analytical experience so here is a skill that you can absolutely articulate and demonstrate on your resume um, through assignments, uh, you know, group projects, etc. cetera, uh, in addition to, again, all the other things that I talked about. And again, don't forget case competitions. That's another avenue. And I know that just because COVID happened doesn't mean the club uh, and uh, club stuff and the case comms have just, you know, gone to a halt. It's not. I know there's lots of great things that have been happening virtually that students have been involved in. Um, so I, I, and again, 
I can't reiterate, sit down and talk to an SD coordinator. We can really pull through your experience because it is a case-by-case situation. I know this is a general question, but we can sit down with the student and really think about um, what exactly the skills that they're looking to apply for in that particular role and how we can go about pulling from their experiences, right? And even something simple as, again, students don't think about this. I, I, you know, I talked to some students where on, on the side they do for fun, they have a blog um, or, and they fail to think, oh, how can I even put that on my resume? Because it's just something I do for fun, but they don't mention the fact that, you know, they've got a gazillion followers probably more than I could ever have. Um, And so, you know, in order to do that, they, you know, they thought about their audience or insights, you know, um, how they went about marketing their posts. Uh, Maybe they, you know, worked with other, you know, sponsors and vendors and other uh, bloggers. So there's a lot there that in terms of skills acquisition that they can demonstrate, but they would have thought, okay, there's no way I'm going to put this on my resume. So things like that, that um, you don't really think so much about, we can definitely sit down and and sort of drill down in terms of how we can demonstrate those skills. Thank you for sharing the tips and advice. I definitely agree that students can leverage their extracurricular experiences, personal projects, and academic experiences to demonstrate transferable skills such as communication, teamwork, leadership, and much more. Moving on to the next question, For some students, interviewing can be the most daunting part of securing a co-op or internship. I wanted to ask you if you'd like to share any tips for students on confidently delivering their interviews. Absolutely. So I always tell students when I'm doing mock interviews with them, the students who are sort of definitely like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm struggling with interviews. There's no way. And it's like, it tells you don't wake up and you're not just born a great interviewer. It is one of those things that I think it's one of many things um, with that growth mindset, um, you know, perspective that you, um, with practice, with prep, with feedback, you can certainly get better. For some students, it just takes a little bit longer, um, but it is completely doable. And I, and I've seen it done over and over again. Um, a lot of students now with the virtual interviews, um, you know, from their perspective, think, oh, great, this is, this is fantastic. I don't have to commute anywhere. I can be in the comforts of home. I, can have cheat sheets on my monitor and they think it's actually easier i am going to caution everybody it's i feel it's not in fact you've got to try extra harder to really showcase and build a report virtually i think it's so much more harder than in person um and with students as i said just feeling comfortable with oh well you know i've got i'll have my documents up and maybe i'll read through my scripts and etc um it will definitely come across on the other end to the recruiter um so and there's other nuances that you have to consider when delivering an online uh, you know a video interview in terms of even you know your background your lighting eye contact eye contact looks differently on a laptop than say in person right so things to consider you're making eye contact with your webcam um and so things like that so um again through the first year ace course our students um they get a ton of practice and prep and also practice with real employers through our employer practice interviews and students who are seeking, they can uh, make appointments with a student development coordinator and we can again uh, sort of drill down uh, areas where they're struggling with due practice. And there's some great resources that the university and the career center has to offer for all students, not just co-op students. So um, the career learning network, CLNX for all UFT students uh, under resources or something called the big interview and it's a great video interview tool and this is again for all students you don't have to be in co-op and so if you've got an interview for a part-time role a club executive role or you know volunteer position and you want to get that extra practice in it's a great way that you can uh, practice video interviewing. Thank you so much for sharing such amazing tips and advice this would definitely be helpful for our listeners and also thank you for sharing the interview resource on CLNX. I definitely agree with you that practice makes better. Moving on to my next question. When entering university, a lot of us are told to network. Some people think that networking is asking for a job, co-op, or internship. And on the contrary, networking is really about 
building meaningful relationships and exchanging useful information and advice. So I wanted to ask you that how helpful is networking when you're just starting out? Can you share some ways in which students can network with industry professionals? Uh, yeah, and networking is um, it, it's definitely about relationship building and creating rapport. Um, yes, I mean, at the end of the day, it would be nice to lead that into uh, ultimately draw, but that doesn't happen instantaneously, right? Because it's a relationship, right? So it takes time and um, and it, it, it's something that just you develop long term. Uh, with the current sort of virtual, everybody is sort of operating virtually, I cannot emphasize, uh, you know, enough the importance of really leveraging and using LinkedIn, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, pre-COVID, you know, we'd have a ton of in-person networking events, um, you know, employers would come out. I mean, with COVID right now, it's still happening to a smaller degree and obviously using an online platform. Uh, it may be a little bit more difficult to network virtually um, because you're on screen and, you know, you're there with a panel of other, your know, group of other, you know, 20, 30 whatever odd students. Um, and so I would say, in addition to obviously attending, you know, employer virtual sessions, turning on your video, asking questions, following up with the, the speakers and the, the recruiters afterwards, thanking them for their time and staying connected, using LinkedIn as your tool for networking is more so important than ever just because of the online space that we're operating in right now. Um, reaching out to recruiters. I mean, think about it. Recruiters, they, they want to make their job easier. They want to get to know top talent. So why would you not reach out um, to them? You know, reach out for coffee chats. Again, the goal, as you mentioned, it's definitely should not be a job at the end of the day, end of the day, actually. Um, but it's about learning more about the, you know, the employer, uh, what they're looking for. How can you stand out? Is there any, you know, special tips and advice that they have um, uh, with regards to it, a little bit about the role, you know, the recruitment process, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, sometimes students are looking to get, you know, do you have any advice on my resume or on where I stand or what I can be doing better? Do you have any feedback for me as an industry professional? A great warm way to start is by reaching out to alumni, right? Because they've gone through the program, they're going to be a little bit more responsive. There are some great um, tools such as the, you know, 10,000 coffee uh, platforms and we have the U of T alumni version. So we've got alumni who've signed up or know that students who are going to be reaching out to them um, and they're, you know, they're open to that, right? Um, so you can use platforms like that. You can, as I said, definitely reach out to LinkedIn and, and start off by, if you're looking for an employer, seeing who the alumni are there because it's a warmer contact. And as I said, we have a very strong alumni community who are usually very open to um, getting back to students. And it's, it's usually a great way to comfortably start. And students in the first year co-op course, they, they embed it as part of the course. Um, they do networking practice with our alumni. So hopefully that's a great way for them to start. And so when they start seeking and they put themselves out in front of employers, they've had that practice already. And so hopefully those are some some platforms and some tips to consider when starting your your networking virtual networking journey. I completely recognize how daunting it can be um, and putting yourself out there. Um, but uh, you know, trust me, once you get started, the the benefits are you know so much more stronger than simply sending in an application where you're just one of a hundred applications. When a recruiter knows your name, it makes a huge difference, right? Um, and so we really want to try to put your at the top of the pile um, by creating those uh, relationships and and it may not be just that that they know your name but also now that you've done that networking you know a little bit about that company and role you're able to leverage and use that as research in your documents we talked about that research piece this is a definitely another way to go about doing the research I definitely agree for first years who are just starting out with networking start building meaningful relationships with senior students and recent grads to get comfortable and confident with networking so that then you would be easily able to network with industry professionals and recruiters. Moving on to my next question, I remember that in one of my co-op classes, our student development coordinator shared with us some data 
on skills sought out that the co-op office collects. And we wanted to ask you, what are some relevant skills our students should develop and how? Do you think soft skills matter more than hard skills or are they equally important? Yeah, thank you. Um, so in terms of, I, I definitely want to speak to the current landscape that we're in right now with a lot of the um, the uh, the work terms, for the most part, being done virtually. And so that, uh, that sense of students being able to um, work independently. So in terms of speaking to the soft skills, the working independently, to be flexible, to be adaptable um, is absolutely, absolutely key. And, you know, it's more so harder than in a virtual space when you're not sitting beside, you know, the same cubicle as your manager. You can't just walk over and ask your colleague, you know, I've got a quick question, right? It's, it's about, you know, uh, pinging them or setting up a meeting invite. Um, and so even students who've had a work term before, um, it can be struggling now operating in a virtual space and sort of navigating through that. And the co-op office does deliver workshops on, you know, being successful in the workplace, specifically with that um, online um, presence in mind. Um, so those soft skills, I think, particularly now, more so than ever, with regards, as I mentioned, to the flexibility, being confident in asking questions. And supervisors really, really appreciate it when you rather ask questions and make assumptions or think that you're bothering them. And, you know, you might just say, oh, yeah, you know, that's not me. I'm always going to ask questions. But come time to the work term and then you and you see how big busy they are and you think, oh my gosh, like, do I really want to approach them and ask a question? You know, they might think it's a silly question or I'm bothering them. They've got 10 other things to do. And so I, I hear that a lot. And, um, and so it's always important. So that in terms of the soft skills and the other key thing, regardless, whether it was, you know, pre pandemic or right now communication, I would say if there's any issues during a work term, from my experience, it usually boils down to communication. It's miscommunication or you did not openly communicate struggles or did not get feedback or ask for feedback. So communication is really, really important and written communication, again, because a lot of the, the writing, the business writing that's happening. Um, recently, I would say probably the last four or five years, in a lot of the job postings, we're seeing um, data analytics right, uh, being reflected, whether it's HR or marketing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a purely numbers um, job for it to require data analytics. And so that was something that we've been noticing within the co-op department. And again, to respond to sort of industry demands, um, we embedded data analytics into our first year ACE course, um, just to give a little bit of a primer, some exposure. Um, and we actually have an alumni um, who is, you know, a professional in the field and, and um, she comes and she delivers um, that's a portion of the ACE course. And anecdotally, what I hear from students when I do site visits, I, I hear them saying, oh my gosh, like, I cannot tell you how useful that was because I do that all the time now in my role. Or when they're seeking, they say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I have it because now I can use that project in my resume and talk to an employer during my interview that I have that analytical skills. Otherwise, like I wouldn't have, you know, I have, would have had to dabble it on my own, which, of course, you can certainly do. But it's helpful when you've had a structured you know, program and environment for you to be able to demonstrate that. So I say that is something across the board it is, you know, really seeing a lot. And of course, there's very specific, I mean, again, shameless plug here because I work with finance specifically. Um, there's a lot of spot finance specific tools um, and databases um, that, you know, having that knowledge and exposure is going to really help students, you know, with the Bloomberg, um, all the databases that we have available through the bridge. The great thing is, again, they're all available fully remotely and the Bloomberg market concepts, again, is available remotely so you can still do. Um, and so, Again, speaking to just, I'm not going to go on and talk about all the areas, but marketing, um, there are a ton of, you know, tools um, and uh, marketing certification and, and things that can be done for free. Um, again, I would never tell students to do something where they have to pay out of pocket. Um, so anything that I talk about to students, it's usually available for free or available through UFT resources. Um, so, you know, always happy to speak to students. Um, you know, anyone from the SC team can speak to you with regards to specific 
um, industry specific tools that would be helpful for you to know and put on on your resume. And if your first year student thinking about this right now, I would be thinking about packing that on right now. So you, um, come time to when you're seeking for your co-op, um, you're in a better position. Um, and so you, you've kind of played around with it and you're able to put those technical tools on your resume. Thank you so much for sharing resources that are available on campus, such as the bridge. Moving on to the next question. Sometimes we hear that it's much harder to secure a co-op for the semester semester because there are students from various other universities that are also applying for internships. Do you really think that there's a difference in seeking in different semesters? For example, fall versus the summer semester? Yeah, so, um, you know, with um, and I apologize, I keep referring to COVID because we have to uh, recognize that we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And the reason I say that is because it has really obviously affected the economy. And so I would say, you know, job seeking period has definitely gotten a lot more competitive. Um, so all the semesters, you know, if a senior student was comparing, you know, before COVID to now they're job seeking right now, they probably would see that it's it's definitely looking a little bit more differently. The number one being obviously they're applying fully virtually, right? Um, with regards to that um, summer semester, traditionally and sort of why we told students that, you know, it may seem like it's more comp increased competition. And it's just because of the fact that with summer, all students, okay, I, I, I retract that, not all students, but most students tend to, whether you're a co-op or not, you tend to have a summer off. And so with that summer off, meaning not only are you, if you're looking for a work term, not only are you, you know, competing with the student who's in co-op, but you're potentially competing with the student who's not in co-op. So just the number just expands. And I would say that really leads to um, one of the reasons why there's a little bit more increased competition in the summer semester. But am I saying that it's, you know, you can't find something or, oh my gosh, if you're sequenced for summer, that's it, it's doomed. Uh, absolutely not. We've got a ton of students who've been successful all three semesters. Um, it's just to be mindful of that extra layer. Um, but we, our students have been successful in regardless of other, um, in any semester. And again, working with the student development and co-op team, we can really help you because oftentimes it may not even have to do with any of that. It oftentimes has to do with your job seeking strategy, your applications, your documents, maybe your interviewing skills. It's usually some other factors um, that we can really work on that's under our control um, to make sure that we can be as competitive as possible in any semester. Thank you for sharing. And this leads into my next question. For students who aren't able to secure a job on their first seeking term, what next steps would you suggest for them? Yeah. So, um, you know, students are seeking for co-op and those are not familiar. Um, you know, if you're looking for hypothetically right now, a fall work term um, or um, say, let's just say winter, you're looking for a winter uh, work term. And as of September 1st, students have access to seeking for jobs on the database that we use called CSM. And so what I find often is students sort of midway through like two months in October is in and they're frantically panicking oh my gosh, I don't have a, a work term secure. That's it. I'm never going to find something. Uh, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and so, so it's often a wake up call in terms of, you know what, you're just halfway in. In fact, you still have more than halfway left because students really have until a little bit into the next semester to find something. Um, and so as long as employers are still posting and, you know, we don't uh, sort of pass that cutoff time, there's a lot of time to secure a work term. And as I mentioned in my earlier question, it usually drills down to, and this is a case-by-case -case situation, but it usually drills down to things such as, you know, your strategy, your documents, um, you know, your, your, your interviewing skills, um, et cetera. And so I always suggest to students at the halfway point, and, you know, the great thing is we actually, the co-op office, we reach out to you during the halfway point. In fact, even well before that. And we call every single student who is seeking um, and we reach out to see how their job seeking is going. Um, you know, what can we do to help meet their goals um, to, you know, 
position their strategy, their documents, etc. So we work on with every student on an individual basis to see how we can help support their goals. Um, and we can certainly have a discussion closer to the end of the semester in terms of you know, if they feel that they're going to be unsuccessful, but it's it's a handful. And I, and I always tell students, let's not talk about the what ifs uh, uh, there. Um, let's think about how we can actually, you know, secure that work term um, because it's usually not too late at that point. Um, and so we really look at all those factors um, and, uh, you know, really meeting with the students on an individual level. Definitely, the co-op office has a great support system, so students don't hesitate to reach out to your student development coordinators. My last question here to conclude the section is, from your experience working with co-op students, do you have any advice on how students can successfully transition from full-time school to a work term? Sure. Um, so from full time school, uh, from school to a work term, um, you know, the, the with school, you, you kind of choose, I mean, more or less, you kind of choose the lecture sections that perhaps you prefer, depending on obviously on availability, etc. You're really, again, I, I don't want to put a blanket statement here, but most students are really not in classes, you know, nine to five. Right. Um, there's usually breaks in between. You kind of decide how you want to manage your time, etc. Et Work often sometimes can be a shock for some students making that transition. If you haven't worked before, and even if you have, it may have been part time. So you may have not been used to that, you know, nine to five or eight thirty to four thirty, where you've got these concrete deadlines that you've had to meet, you know, at a period of a work day. And you know, there's you know, in addition to just your lunch and maybe your other breaks you know, you're on for that time. And so that can be a little bit of a transition for um, for students. And so, you know, that time management piece, so we talk about this towards the tail end of the ACE course in terms of how do you successfully transition um, into your work term? What are some key skills that you want to be considering? That time management piece is absolutely crucial. Um, you know, if you, it may have worked for you, you know, in school where you're cramming last minute and getting assignments done and still meeting the deadlines, it may have worked, um, but, I would not suggest that to be a strategy for when you transition to full time, um, because again, you're operating between the nine to five and it's, it's hard to sort of quote unquote cram last minute. So that time management piece is going to be something um, that students need to really be mindful of and using tools at your disposal. Um, I, again, a lot of students are not very familiar. I mean, I, again, hesitant to say familiar, you know how to use email, etc. But maybe not maximizing the full use of Outlook, um, because you're not really used to sending calendar invites to your friends, uh, right? Uh, whereas, you know, that's what you do a lot in, um, you know, in the professional world, you're using Outlook. And so thinking about how even simple things like using those tools to better manage your time, Outlook, calendars, notes, tasks, etc., to help um, with that. Now, regardless, it's always going to be a little learning curve. Um, and as long as I feel that students always feel that, you know, that having that growth mindset to know that there's going to be hiccups along the ways, there's going to be things that maybe you struggle with in the beginning, but you're going to get better. You're going to get better um, being motivated, being positive, being a sponge to try to soak it all in and uh, being open and receptive to feedback is going to, you know, really come a long way um, for a student when they're on their work term to help them be successful. Thank you so much, Arjuna, for sharing some great tips and advice on job searching and transitioning to the work term. By working at UTSC for almost 11 years, do you hope to continue working in the Department of Management? What are you hoping to accomplish in the next few years in terms of your career goals? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you keep saying 11 years. And I just realized how old I am. And that's, it's not like this is my first job. I've been in um, other industries and sectors before that. But um, as I mentioned, I'm a proud UTSC alumni. Um, and it sometimes feels like I've never left. Um, and so I really don't see myself. And the... the you know, getting out of UTSC and the beauty of working with the Department of Management is we've got an 
excellent, excellent team, you know, regardless of whether, you know, it's, it's a business development staff or, you know, um, you know, it's a frontline staff or someone who's just kind of behind the scenes. We are all about really, at the end of the day, we want to help support our students. And we all have that student sort of framework and mindset in everything that we do. So I love that about every single person of our department and team. So, you know, it's a great, great uh, department to really work with. Um, and in, uh, in terms of my goals, a personal goal of mine, and as I mentioned uh, earlier on, you know, how I described myself was, you know, I think. I would put myself as a leader. And so uh, when I first was sort of um, put into the, sh the shoes with regards to the finance realm, um, it was really about um, really carving out concrete um, tools and, uh, and resources for students pursuing those you know, competitive financial roles, um, helping to create a, a community of like-minded students who are interested in those roles to help you know, support each other. Um, and I hoped um, that I will continue to do that and and find sort of innovative ways um and uh you know to really uh help position our students uh, for success in that area. Um, and also, I think another area, not just finance, as I said, I'm seeing a growing area and in interest in consulting and employers looking to undergraduate students um, for some of these consulting roles where in the past it was really looked at as a, you know, at a master's level. So I'm hoping to do the same thing, really carving out um, our, some, you know, some resources, tools, putting our students at the forefront to see it because we've got really, really strong students. My job is really easy, actually, because we've got the talent. I've got really strong students and now I've just got to, you know, help support them. So it's really easy in that regard. So thank you to everyone for making my job easy in that sense. Um, so I would say, you know, those two areas are what my short term goals are, are really working on to help with that student focus. That's great that you're part of the Department of Management family. And I know that from personal experience, the amazing staff has really helped COPE students step into the corporate world through perfecting our resumes to giving tips on interviews. Also, the Weba family wishes you all the best in your future goals and endeavors. Thank you so much. Moving on to the last question, usually if students have questions regarding COPE, they would visit the office in the IC building. Of course, now due to the pandemic, we're not able to physically visit the COPE office. How can we, especially first-year students, contact the co-op office and access resources right now? Are there any other career planning resources available on campus that you would recommend? Absolutely. For from the co-op side of things, we since as soon as uh, the university really sort of shut down and uh, sorry, I want to say I want to be careful about word shut down because we didn't really shut down. It was more about pivoting to online. Um, it, the co-op office was fully operational online, supporting students. We did not put anything to a halt. There was no summer work terms that were, uh, you know, we didn't cancel co-op or anything like that. We just kind of plugged, you know, went full force as we normally do. Um, and so all of the resources from the co-op office are fully available online. All of our staff are available online for students. Um, the course was delivered online. That was the first. Um, and so it was, it was a great learning experience for both for everybody involved. Um, and so, and, and all the great resources that we have that I pointed to, as I mentioned, the bridge, the training tools, et cetera, it's online. And I mentioned, and, and I think, Namisha, you also talked about this earlier with regards to the finance groups, right? So it's, I, I know one of the challenges of pivoting online is definitely creating that sense of community. And so um, for those of you who are interested in financial roles, you may know that um, the, a lot of the recruitment happens a year out in advance. And so you, by the time you're looking for it, sometimes you miss um, that because a lot of the jobs jobs have been filled. And so uh, in response to that, and because we're fully online, um, I created a MS Teams dedicated chat for students interested in these financial roles, capital markets. And this is for all students, by the way, in management. So it's not just for co-op students. So I've had a ton of interest in, uh, from non-co-op students. And absolutely, if you're non-co-op, feel free to reach out to me via email. And I'm happy to add you into this chat. It uh, We post jobs, resources, and again, it's a like-minded community. So that sense of community, we, we try to create in different facets. All of the workshops have been delivered online, etc. Um, and then for all students, regardless of co-op or not, we've got the great staff at the Career Center, and um, we've got you know before um, we used to have. Um, 
uh, staff actually embedded with the co-op office from the career center. So they're very familiar with the, the BBA students or program. And so you don't have to be in co-op to seek out their services. You've got great staff there who can review your documents, provide interview practice, etc. And as I mentioned, CLNX, which is available for all students, has those great resources and job postings as well, um, uh, you know, for, for all students. Um, if you're thinking about packing on experience, you can think about club clubs to join, part-time roles, volunteer roles, work-study positions. A lot of students, um, you know, don't think about that, as well as TA roles as well. Now, TA roles, I believe, are not on CLNX. I believe they're posted specific to each department that's looking for a TA role, so you might want to play around and browse around the different departments that you might be interested in or reach out to your faculty who might be looking for a, um, a, a TA uh, vacancy. So lots of ways to pack on experience, uh, resources, and get assistance when it comes to seeking, um, even during the pandemic. Honestly, this is really, really helpful for co-op students, especially when we finally get to go on campus and even when we're seeking for co-op placements. And to our listeners, once again, if you are hoping to specialize in finance or are interested in it, be sure to message Arjuna because the Microsoft team group chat is very, very helpful. I'm a part of that group chat myself, so I know that they give great resources and they also give a lot of co-op job applications. Thank you so much, Arjuna. We wish you all the best for your future endeavors, and thank you so much for being with us today. This episode will be really helpful for students who are looking to step into the corporate world. So thank you so much for all the amazing advice and insights. No problem. Thank you so much, Freddie and, and Amisha, and obviously the entire, you know, um, Weba, the fact that you've got this initiative, these series of podcasts and really highlighting, you know, speakers, um, you know, it's a great way in terms of, you know, information sharing um, and helping students to sort of they can watch it at their own time and re-listen to it and and hear all these, uh, you know, great tips and resources. I know I looked at season one, you had this great roster and lineup of speakers it was fantastic. So I wish you all the best for season two as well and 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 the great work that you're doing thank you so much for having me thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation if you find this episode and our podcast motivating and inspiring feel free to share it with a friend or share it on your instagram stories this would be really helpful for us in getting more listeners make sure to subscribe and follow us on our social media platforms, which are linked in the show notes below to stay updated on our upcoming episodes. See you next week on another episode of Radio Her. Thank you.